Okay. They're they're gonna do an intro and then they'll get into everything. All okay, right. Awesome. Hi. Oh, so there's three of you. Awesome. Jace, Dwight, and Eli. Jace, Dwight, and Eli. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. Hi, you guys. Hello and welcome to another episode of Husky Talk. We are less than a month away from Iditarod 2023. Our guest today is involved in the Iditarod in more than one way. She was a an Iditarod reporter for KTVA TV channel. She's currently reports for Iditarod Insider and, and her husband, Matthew Thaler, is an Iditarod musher. Please welcome to the show, Liz Thaler. Hi there. I just want to say I'm a big fan of Husky Talk. Thank you all so much for inviting me on. It's an honor to be here. So, hello, Liz. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me on this program today. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. And thank you so much for the introduction. Um, so I am a reporter by trade. Um, that's actually how I met my husband was thanks to my profession as a reporter and also thanks to dog sledding and the Iditarod event. Um, so I'm from Alaska. I grew up in Anchorage and I was working as a, a news anchor and reporter with KTVA, as you mentioned. Um, and back in 2018, I got assigned to cover the Iditarod. Now, even though I was from Alaska, I had actually never been dog sledding. Um, and so when I got assigned to cover the Iditarod, I was so excited um, and learning all about the event. And I actually met my husband, Matthew Failer. He was racing that year during that season, um, when, that event. And um, and so fast forward a few years now, um, now mushing is uh, my life entirely. Uh, Matthew and I, we have our own tour business where we give dog sled rides to locals and visitors um, to our beautiful state. And then in March, I also cover the Iditarod. I still get to wear my reporter hat covering the Iditarod with Iditarod Insider. So I get to travel the trail as well and see not only our team out there, but also all of the other teams. Could you talk to us about how you first got involved with the Diderod? Yes. Um, so I first got involved, um, my first introduction really, um, other than just watching it as a kid um, on TV and in downtown Anchorage, was when I was an adult working as news a news anchor um, at KTVA, our local CBS station here in Anchorage. And I got assigned to cover the Iditarod. I was normally covering more serious topics like politics, um, a lot of government-related issues. And so I was so excited when my uh, news director asked me if I wanted to cover the Iditarod. Um, seemed like so much fun to be around dogs and um, to get to see them in action. And so that was really my um, my first uh, involvement with the race directly. And then, of course, I met my husband, Matthew, that year um, at the starting banquet of the Iditarod. And that's where the mushers, they um, draw their starting bib number. And he was uh, on his way up to the stage and I was standing next to the stage where he was gonna be uh, drawing his bib number. And he came up and said, hello. And uh, that was my first introduction to him and um, now have been involved with the race ever since. Tell us how you were able to report for KTVA in such a remote region. 
Yeah, so um, KTVA, uh, which unfortunately KTVA does not exist anymore, um, they closed during the pandemic. But at the time, KTVA was really investing a lot in covering uh, the Iditarod in a lot of those more remote areas of Alaska. And so um, they would send us with lots of specialized equipment um, and on by small plane out to many of the communities. As you know, the Iditarod Trail is off of the road system completely. So um, all of those checkpoints we have to access by small plane. And um, so thankfully our news station was very supportive of that. Um, for me growing up in Anchorage, I had the opportunity to visit a lot of communities that I wouldn't have been able to go to otherwise. And even though I grew up in Alaska, these were communities I had never seen. So um, that assignment really was the assignment that changed my life. Um, thanks to KTVA sending me out on the trail, I was able to um, experience a different side of Alaska that I had never seen before. You now report for Iditarod Insider. Can you talk to us about the difference between reporting for KTVA and Insider? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, one of the things that I love about reporting for the insider is that they have a very global audience. And so um, anybody can tune in from anywhere because it's an online based coverage. Um, so we have viewers from Australia, New Zealand, Japan, um, all over the world that are tuning in at all hours of the day. So our coverage on I did about insider is really um, it's 24 hours. Um, we can jump on and do a live interview with a musher at 3 a.m. Alaska time because it's five o'clock somewhere for, for somebody else in the globe who's tuning in and um, it's a good time for them to be watching. And so um, that's probably the biggest difference that I've noticed um, with KTVA. We we're a very locally focused um, news organization and we had um, set times where we would be on TV. So um, had to have things ready by by five, six, and 10 o'clock at night. Whereas with I Did a Rod Insider, it really doesn't matter. We can go live or be on the air, so to speak, online whenever something is happening that's interesting that we think our viewers might want to see. So um, it's a very different pace with I Did a Rod Insider, um, but I really love that flexibility that when something's happening, we can just be live in that moment online. Um, and then it's recorded for anybody who wants to tune in later. Sled dog racing is a huge part of you and Matthew's life. He actually proposed to you after a race. Can you talk to us about that? Oh, yes. Yes, you're right. Dog sledding is a huge part of our lives. And our dogs specifically, of course, are a very big part. They're like our family. And um, so, yes, you're right. It, it's a it, it's very um, a key component of our relationship and our, I think our relationship and our bond has really grown around our shared love for dogs and um, for our dogs and um, you're right Matthew chose to propose at the end of the Cuscoquim 300 um, in 2020 and um, so that was really symbolic for us Matthew had won that race the year prior and that was my very first time um, coming with him to that race and so it was really neat that he chose that particular event to propose at um, it was very special for us because um, the team had done 
so well the year prior and it had been my first time there. So when he proposed at the end of that race, I really, I was not expecting it, but it was a really great surprise and a really special and very symbolic um, way to propose uh, given our relationship and the importance that our dogs have in it. You even had a kid of an Iditarod-themed wedding. Your dogs were there. Matthew had a had a best dog Iditarod mushers. We were we there were there, and you guys took a sled ride. You can share a little bit about your wedding. Oh, sure. Well, because the dogs are um, such a big part of our relationship, we decided that they should also be part of the wedding. So we got married right here on our own property uh, in Willow, Alaska. And um, the dogs, of course, were a big part of the event. As you mentioned, we had a, a dog bridal party. Um, so I had a, a dog of honor and Matthew had a best dog. And um, we really wanted the dogs to be very involved. So we um, did a conga line with our guests through the dog dog yard. Um, we had music playing and the dogs were barking and jumping and kind of getting into it with us. Um, so we really wanted them to feel included and part of the celebration as well. Um, and then we did take a just married sled ride, just a quick little lap around um, our property. Um, and it was really fun. All of our guests, they, they kind of formed a shoot just like they do at the start of the races where you'll see spectators on other, either side of the starting line. And so as we took off on our just married a uh, dog sled ride, our guests and our friends were high-fiving us and blowing bubbles and waving at us. And so um, the energy actually at our wedding kind of mimicked the start of a race um, at some points. And um, that energy that you have when you have all these dogs together is really special. And it was special for us to have that kind of energy with all of the people and all of the dogs at our wedding. It really made for a very fun party. How does it feel each year as Matthew heads out into the unknown of the Jitterod? Oh, yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> Just a second. It's always nerve wracking for me. Um, and that's a great question uh, for any family or, or friends of mushers. You know, that's always a, a, a nervous but exciting time. Of course, we're excited for the team to head out onto the trail and excited to see them do well and succeed. But then, of course, we're also nervous for all of the things that we know can come up on the trail. And as you mentioned, that unknown mushers are traveling in some of the most extreme conditions in the world. They're crossing frozen sea ice. They're going up and over mountains with the dogs. And so um, there's some really dangerous and sometimes scary um, situations that they might encounter themselves in. So, of course, um, as Matthew's wife, I'm worried about him and also worried about the dogs, but um, really being part of the insider crew has um, been so great for me, not only um, as a reporter, but also as a spouse of a musher, um, because I get to see our team on the trail. It's it's reassuring for me, um, and I get to see some of the conditions out um, on the trail myself. Um, versus when I would be at home watching the tracker um, and I would be glued to that insider coverage, trying to gather clues about what the um, team might be facing and what it might be like out there. Um, so uh, 
the the years that I've been working with Iditarod Insider have made it uh, much easier for me to um, say goodbye to Matthew, knowing that I'll see him a few times perhaps on the trail and, and that I'll get to see that trail for myself and kind of be um, surrounded by all of the happenings um, that are going on out there versus um, for family and friends who are watching at home. I know that's really nerve wracking for them um, just watching that tracker. And so we try really hard on the Insider to also um, relay messages from mushers back home to their family and friends and supporters um, because we know just how much that means to them to hear from their musher directly. Since you are a reporter on the trail, what is it like when you run into him out there? Oh, yeah. Well, I have to be careful because um, actually the dogs, if they see me out there, they will run to me. And that's created some problems for Matthew at coming into some checkpoints before. Um, so even though um, a lot of times when he's coming into a checkpoint, it may be dark or um, it's cold. So we're all bundled up. The dogs have such a good sense of smell that they can find me in the crowd of people and they will come over to me and they want to say hello to me and they want me to pet them. Um, but that is actually very distracting for Matthew, who might be trying to get the dogs to rest or needing them to move in a certain direction in the checkpoint. And so actually I found that um, I've learned that the best thing is if I actually kind of stay hidden when Matthew is first coming into those checkpoints um, so that the dogs don't see me and don't get distracted. They can stay focused on what Matthew is asking them to do and where they're supposed to go um, in the checkpoint. And then um, I know now to give him a little bit of time before I come over and say hello. Um, so it's exciting. I like um, talking to him, of course, and, and seeing how he's doing um, personally because he's my husband. But then I also I really enjoy interviewing him um, and he's one of the mushers who can't get out of an interview with me I always feel sometimes um, I feel bad about interrupting mushers when I know they're busy and they're on the clock asking them to do an interview but um, Matthew doesn't really have a choice and so I always tell him yeah you got to do an interview you have to make time for for me and for the insiders so um, it's always fun interviewing him as well he's got a good sense of humor and um, it's always fun uh, being able to ask him questions that um, may be on people's minds, but um, I can ask him like the, the hot seat questions that he can't wiggle away from. You and Matthew started Alaska Husky Adventures. Talk to us about that. Yes, yeah, Alaskan Husky Adventures. I've got our logo on right now. Um, this was uh, really kind of the... Um, the, the culmination of a few circumstances that came together for us right after we got married in 2020, my new station KTVA that I had been working at closed. And so that, um, kind of pushed Matthew and I to make a decision about uh, what we were going to do next. And Matthew had been doing tours for many years um, and always working for other companies. And when my new station closed, we decided that we should try doing our own thing and teaming up together and um, creating our own company. So that was the creation of Alaskan Husky Adventures. And uh, the dog on the our logo, the white dog here, is actually... Matthew's very first sled dog, Fionn. Um, so she's a big part of how he got into mushing. And so we chose to honor her on our logo. And um, now uh, we offer dog sled rides to, to locals 
and visitors. Um, we love introducing people to the dogs and the joy of mushing. And um, the tours take place at our own home. Um, so that's very different for me. I was commuting to Anchorage before, um, which is about an hour and a half each way. So it's kind of a long commute um, when I was working at KTVA. So now um, our lives have changed in that we get to spend a lot more time together and a lot more time with our dogs, being able to have a business that's based out of our home. The dogs get not only all of our attention all day long, but we're constantly bringing them new people and visitors um, to shower them with attention and affection. So it's been a huge win-win for us, um, being able to spend so much time with our dogs um, and having uh, Alaskan Husky Adventures uh, has also allowed us to share what we love most about the dogs and um, Iditarod and dog sledding with um, so many new people that we get to meet every day. Do you ever think you would live a, at a dog kennel and be so involved in the Iditarod? No, never. That, that's a great question. Um, I probably, you know, when I was your all's age, I never could have imagined that this would be the life that I would be living now. Um, it's just even better than what I had imagined. So I didn't really have too much familiarity with dog sledding other than what I'd seen on TV. Um, but my main focus when I was younger, I was thinking about being a news reporter, working in the news. And I always thought it might lead me somewhere like New York City. Um, and so Matthew he likes to joke that um, he saved me from um, from living a life um, that, you know, was so fast paced and in a big city, um, which may have been where I was headed, um, but it was because I didn't know that um, something like this was around the corner for me where um, the lifestyle that we have now is um, at a little bit slower pace. So we get to, uh, being here with our dogs all day, we get to um, really spend that quality time with each other and with our dogs. And um, of course, living you know, in Willow, we, we have to work a little harder for some things. We've got a big property we have to take care of. We have to plow our trails and maintain them. And we have to chop lots of firewood to keep our wood stove going. But um, it's a different kind of stress that we experience than, you know, if we were, uh, if I was uh, working in news and having really uh, strict deadlines and um, that I had to follow for the news or living in a big city where we were having long commutes. So um, I'm really thankful that my life took this turn. Um, and I'm really thankful for the Iditarod. If it weren't for that event, I probably never would have met Matthew and, um, I may have been on a very different course in my life, um, but I'm very excited that, um, that 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 opportunity came up for me to cover the race and that I met Matthew and it was a real blessing in disguise. I'm very happy um, with the direction that my life has gone in since. Do you have a favorite dog at the kennel? Oh, that's a trick question, huh? That's like asking your parents if they have a favorite kid or asking your teacher if she has a favorite student. Um, but I will say that, you know, of course, um, there are some dogs that, um, you know, when they get older, they get special treatment. Our retirees, for example, they live in the house with us. Um, my dog of honor, cool cat. Um, she sleeps in the bedroom with us at night. So she's definitely very spoiled. Um, so yeah, we have a few, of course, that that are get a little extra attention and a little extra spoiling. Um, but of course, we love them all, just like your teacher loves all of her students, all of you guys, for your own unique qualities and <clears throat> characteristics. <clears throat> it's the same thing with us for the dogs.
our final question is the the dinner party. You are <clears throat> you are able to invite five local Iditarod locals to oh. icons to dinner. Living living or dead, who would you invite to the dinner party? Oh wow, that is a good question. Um holy smokes. Well, um well, one of our very good friends, an uh, Iditarod icon, um, who I grew up uh, idolizing is Didi Genro. And she actually uh, officiated our wedding. So um, that's pretty cool. When I was your age, I used to wear a headband that said Go Didi on it um, out at recess. And um, she was she was the musher that um, we all wanted to cheer for and root for. Um, seeing an, a, a woman in the race who was so successful um, was really exciting. And um, she was always the one I wanted to follow. So um, now Didi is our neighbor and I um, I see Didi pretty often, um, but I would definitely uh, say she would be one of my icons from my childhood. I'd love to have her there. Um, Martin Boozer as well. He was my husband, Matthew's mentor. And a big reason um, that Matthew got into racing the Iditarod. And so um, he was our other officiant at our wedding. And um, we actually have dinner with Martin and his wife, Kathy, quite often. Um, but those would be, of course, two staples. Um, I never had the pleasure of meeting Susan Butcher. Um, unfortunately, she passed away before um, my time um, involved with the race, but um, she's another uh, icon that I would, I would love to meet. So I would love to invite her to my dinner party. And let's see, hmm, two more Iditarod icons. I think it'd be pretty cool to have Libby Riddles there. Um, she's the first woman to uh, win the Iditarod. So it would be pretty cool to talk to her about that. And, hmm, yeah, let me see. Let me think about who my fifth, who would, who would that last chair be there for? Well, I wonder if I could invite, um, now maybe it's not an Iditarod icon, but I think it would be really cool to have met uh, Balto or Togo. You guys know those are the famous dogs involved with the serum run. And, and that's, that history is um, often you know, tied to the importance of dog sledding in Alaska, the important role that dogs have played in our history. Um, that's a real example of how sled dogs have saved the day. And so I think it'd be really cool to, even though they're not necessarily part of the Iditarod, um, uh, they were before Iditarod started, um, maybe have one of those dogs around, you know, roaming around while we're eating dinner and, and pet them and get to know their personalities a little bit. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for the great coverage of dog sledding. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. I appreciate it. Uh, probably I'll get this out later this week and send it to you, okay? Okay, sounds great. Yeah, we'll look forward to seeing it and sharing it. All right, thanks a lot. Thanks, Bye. Aaron. Yep. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Okay, now go ahead and read. You might not want to be in there. Thank you. Special thanks to our great. Sorry, special thanks Sorry, to yeah. special thanks to our guest Liz Failer for being on our show this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please stop by iTunes and leave us a review. It helps with our ratings. Also, if you 
have any questions, comments, or people you would like to hear on the show, email us at huskytalk1 at gmail.com. If we hear from you or you leave a review, we will read it on the show. We would like to also give credit to Start over. It's Hobo Jim, and the last word is Reddington. Okay. We would we would like we would like to also give credit to Hobo Jim, our intro song, the Iditarod Trail song, and our outro song, Reddington's Run. You guys not see our sign out there? <laughs>